You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 459, Earth War, part two, Earth's Last Stand. Episode 459 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am birthday party lad. Yay, birthday party. Today was the day of Ella's eighth birthday party. Eighth? Eighth. Oh my god, I know, right? Just kill me. And Lord have mercy. The the more the the observant among us will note that um, that means we've been doing this for more than eight years. More than eight years. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that means. Um, so, Ooh. because and she the, still doesn't have a pony. How dare you, oh, sir? How dare you? How dare I, indeed? We are at peak. <laughs> we are at peak pet over here. Let me tell our you, peak, peak pet. We have, we have reached peak our pet, fur yes. quota. Have we? Peak pet, peak child. Everything's at its ah, peak. Um, so, uh, so yes, uh, it was a cat warriors theme. For those who aren't uh-huh. familiar with cat warriors, it is a, uh, a series of series of children's books about 40 books in the series so it's for real it's Um, like a comic book at that point well and there are comic book versions there are there are some Uh like mangas that that are part of the whole thing and uh so she reads those as well as the uh as the novels and loves them i don't think any of her other friends knew but she did not (laughs) care and uh she educated them a bit about it and basically we we (laughs) set out stations you know and uh and that sort of thing and they all got their faces uh painted like cats and um threw water balloons around did the slip and slide much rejoicing did the parents pick up the kids and go thank you for painting my child's face oh (laughs) this stuff's so easy to take off it's not like uh it's it's like these um it's not like that super duper acrylic stuff they used oh, to paint God, on no. us at Col- no, no, no. carnivals when we were kids. It would just crack off. Oh no, no, no! This is like they're they're, they're it's water soluble markers. Like m- most of them, oh, okay. their, their face paint was pretty much gone before they left because of the slip and slide and the water balloons. Ah, uh, the slip and yeah. slides. Yeah. And uh, so so yeah, it was the the weather this whole weekend was gorgeous. So we were uh, we we spent actually pretty much every minute outside. Um, nice. Yeah, Very nice. It was great. It was great. We went went down to the lake yesterday, and uh, we were we were near the uh, the ice cream truck, and the girls were bugging us about the ice cream truck. And we came back, and and Jan and I were sitting out back in the uh, in the hammock, and uh, and we could hear the uh, hear an ice cream truck again, and it was the same guy. It's like he followed us. So mm. that's so, disturbing. A little bit, but a uh, little but, bit, a little bit. Yeah, but uh, you know, full uh, full day outside yesterday. Uh, and a full day outside with the birthday party today, and the kid had a grand old time, and uh, got some cool dragon Lego too. So, uh, uh. so, so I got to do a bit of Legoing after the uh, party guests left, and uh, all in all, a good weekend. And over uh, to you, well, sir. sweet. Well, hi everybody. I'm Darren Noel, and I am didn't have as exciting a weekend as that kid. <laughs> I've been packing. I'm moving, so I, I will be moving next week. Um, starting Friday, hope to be done with it all by Monday. So, mm. yeah, um, but we're we're taking some breaks in between. But yeah, most of it's going to be done Friday, and some stuff during the week here. So, I have a very very busy week ahead of me, and then hopefully Monday I can just collapse somewhere. Still in the Atlanta area? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. still in Atlanta, just um, further out a little bit for mm-hmm. cheaper rent because cheaper mm-hmm. rent is good. Yes, yes, it is. But the cats are now pissed off at the world because things have left, and they're annoyed because oh. you know that's what cats do. You've uh, you you done you done changed shit. Yeah, I, I've changed shit around, and they are not pleased with me at all so i'm sleeping with one eye open tonight <laughs> indeed <laughs> yep right. threaten me no exactly now I'm, I'm looking into uh into news not much in the way of news there was an interview with um well we had san diego movie con last time so well yeah yeah but that you was know you know um there, there was i was a- gonna say with the ice cream you know, truck following you around between between the new It reboot and oh no 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 and sir. Jigsaw coming back. Uh, no thank you. No arm. thank you. Uh. Um, no, there was uh, actually uh, our our friend Bob Bretall had, had posted something about the still not going to call it uh, Comic Con and uh, and and he talked about just a lot all the comic stuff that did happen and there was a lot. Yeah, I'm glad that comic stuff happened. There is there's lots of comicy stuff there. Um, it's just that what we end up hearing about is just the movie stuff because that's what the news reports. That's what the news reports yeah. because movies matter and comics don't. Yeah, we know. That's pretty much their thing. Um, well, I mean, you get stars involved, right? So there you go. Well, I mean, there you go. Yeah, there you have it. Um, they, I mean, no one, and, no one cares what we're reading, but, but they care what Ryan Reynolds is in. So there you go. Yeah, and we and we do need to, and we will get back to uh, also talking about the Batman sixty six Legion crossover. Yes. You know, it's been a few weeks. We just haven't had a chance to get caught up with it. So in a couple of weeks, we will hit up the next couple of issues of that because that's some fun stuff. And, it's fun. Yeah, and it's some Legion stuff that's actually coming out. So Yay. maybe we could look at that with a, a in a in a positive state, right? Um, New Legion content. Yay. Indeed, 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 um, indeed. And you know, there was actually one of the other things. Speaking of of comics related stuff, and it kind of ties in with the issue that we're going to talk about later tonight. But um, there was a there was a, a panel um, talking about Joe Staten's career last week. Oh yeah, and good old Joe. I love him. We love Joe. You know, Great Joe's guy. a super Great guy. sweet guy. We've had him on the show before, mm-hmm. and um, he was at the Super Show. Exactly, and. Uh, and Paul Levitz has uh, he he had a, a basically he hosted this and they talked about Joe's career and they and uh, John Hyatt posted a couple of pictures of the two of uh, of of Levitz and Staten together um, mm-hmm. again tying in with the directly with the issue which which was um, uh, Staten's first as regular artist on Legion and. Mm-hmm. He talked about uh, Staten's trying to avoid uh, the LSH because of so many characters, but how he had so many positive comments on his work uh, with Mr. Levitz on the book. And um, so so there is that. Uh, on the TV side of things, there was uh, some talk about Monel uh-huh. and his disposition at the end of uh, Supergirl and the fact that it, it is planned for him to be back. Well, um, yeah, I would think so. At some yeah, point. and and they're going to talk a bit about what he's been through. Mm-hmm. And um, did he go to a zone? It kind of looked like it. Yeah, I think he went to the zone. So we shall see how that that uh, pans out. But it was uh, 
Uh, anyway, so he just talked about, you know, he's been, he's going to have gone through some stuff, and uh, we're going to see that, and, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, all right, going to get into a little bit of uh, feedback on last week's episode, because we did bring up a lot of things. First thing, a correction. Uh-huh. I said that it was Lawrence Fishburne who had been cast in... Um, as uh, as as um the as the voice of um as um i i said it was he that he the lawrence fishburne that was going to be in supergirl as uh john john's uh father it is not lawrence fishburne oh okay and and he, and i'll tell you why i mixed that up in a minute it's actually carl lumley uh, who we might oh, remember okay. from Alias. Um, he uh, he was the, the, the voice of Martian Manhunter on Justice League. That's right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, Fishburne was actually cast as Bill Foster, uh, you know, Black Goliath or, or Giant Man or whatever you want to call him over. Um, and so he was cast in the Ant-Man sequel at the same time as Michelle Pfeiffer, who was cast as Janet Van Dyne, the original Wasp, and mm. and so you know, so basically, you know, as I said, um, see Catwoman being Janet Van Dyne makes so much sense to me, right? Villain as 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 hero, and you have Michael Keaton hero as villain, mm-hmm. um, and so it was uh, a neat sort of you know the mirror of the uh, DC universe versus the Marvel movie universe. Uh, once again, um, and and you know, and as I said, like it, it, I did think that Furious Styles, you know, uh, Fishburne, Furious Styles from uh, Boys in the Hood as the father uh-huh. of of John would have been great. But <laughs> it, it is neat that there's a little bit of that legacy, that idea that Lumley voiced the Martian. You know, these are the little tweaks that I like. It, it's just little things. It's like, oh, I see what you did there. Yay! Exactly, and. Um, uh, but also, uh, as Michael pointed out, it's a rare instance of a of a DC extended universe character that would be Fishburne's Perry White being cast in a in a Marvel uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but but seriously, they're going to have to do someone's going to have to cross over at some point because they're going to run out of actors. Well, very true, very true. You know, I mean, with name recognition, there's always yeah. you know unknowns that they could pull. But you know, you know how Hollywood is. It's like, oh, we need a name, we need a name, we need a name. Oh, so. but there is lots of that already. I mean, you, you look yeah, at totally. you look at Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern to Deadpool, right? Um, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern. Uh, I heard something about that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think anyone saw it, so it's okay. Um, I heard the Sinestro was excellent, though. Yeah. Um, oh. Anyway, so a <laughs> couple of couple of things here. Um. We talked a bit about the about the gifted uh, from from mm-hmm. Fox, uh, which um, ties in and I kind of like uh, Michael actually gave us a bit of uh, a background on that. He said, as far as the gifted trailer, I read an interview in which they said that all of the X Men adjacent series are all canonical because I think I brought up uh, Mutant X, um, which had uh, John Shea as the kind of leader of. Now this. I love Mutant X. That that was some cheesy. Oh. Sci-fi, if ever it was, I mean, I ate that up. Dear God. Well, they, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, But they said that all of them are canonical in that they are each in their own separate timeline as established in Days of Future Past. 
where they said that the multiple timelines exist. Mm-hmm. So the gift doesn't have to be directly um, connected uh, to the X-Men movies, for example, or the, the New Mutants, or... Um, to X to X Force or mm-hmm. or to uh, to Legion, meaning this TV series Legion, yeah. um, which I, I haven't seen. I've heard good things, but I, I haven't seen it. I have um, heard it's very Morrison Doom Patrol-y because it takes that mind thing in Legion and really extrapolates from there. So all right, now I've got to check this out. Yeah, yeah, I have to too. I haven't yet. So yeah. Um, uh, so. Um, he quoted uh, from a from an interview uh, from Gizmodo during last night's the gifted panel. Nix explained how, following the events of days of future past, it's been established that there are an infinite number of potential timelines within the X Men that have the potential to take different forms. The gifted, <laughs> Nix said, and, and this kind of reminds me of the Judd Winnick series um, Exiles. Yeah. Um, but I mean, anyone who's been reading X Men comics for five years knows that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're on. absolutely right. Um, which son of of uh, Gene and Scott are you this time? What? Oh, good grief! Um, the gift that Nick said is but one of those timelines, one where the X Men have gone missing, and it also happens to feature uh, different versions of some characters like Blink that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that that sounds cool. A um, lot of back and forth about the Phantom Girl in in the Terrifics. Uh, oh yeah. Jeff Lemire has confirmed on Twitter it is not Tinya. Wow. Okay. So it is not her. It's not Tinya, people. Not Tinya. I don't care what anyone says. You look at that image uh, that, the, that they first Tinya. put out. And that that costume is her costume. I, 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 I got I got the you, exactly really yes exactly. There is there was no doubt in my mind looking at that image that that was her costume. Uh, you know it, it yes slightly a modernized version of the disco co- era costume, but. It didn't. There was no doubt in my mind that that was going to end up being a phantom girl. So, um, for, to, but and so no one need be shocked by by uh, by the like the, like the whole like I can't believe people are speculating that it could be phantom girl. It's definitely not Tinya, and it's like yes, but she's being called phantom girl, and she looks like in, in the, phantom in, girl in their press release. I mean, in DC's press release, not anybody else's. Yeah. Right. I need to look at that to see. Yeah, no, she she has been labeled as Phantom Girl. She is just not Tinya. Ah, so so the original Phantom Girl. So she's the Larissa Mallor of. Uh... Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I you know what? But she's not Phase. God forbid she be Phase, because you know that opens up another. Hey. Lemire's a huge five year later fan. I, I know, and knows. I'd be fine with it being phase. I really would be. And I know people I, I and, like and, that whole phase thing. And that was but... another one. It couldn't be because that does that timeline doesn't exist anymore. And it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Everything everything is fair fair game. Everything is fair game. this Right now. Hyper time. Yeah. So it exists. We shall see what we shall see what it is all about when we find out what it is all about. Um <sighs> Dear Lord. Um, bitch stole my look. Hashtag bitch stole my look. Yes, indeed. <laughs> like, one of those moments. Stole her um, outfit, stole her haircut. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything. 
<laughs> it's just terrible. 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 Right. Horrible. Thank you, Mr. Barkley. Um, <laughs> hey, Jess Posey's been posting some awesome artwork over on the Facebook yes. page as well. It looks excellent. Um, and Actually, I, I think I have I have a uh, a Mike Grell Invisible Kid bust as well, and oh, they nice. look very similar. So, oh, very nice. Yeah, <laughs> he's, well, he's got he, one of the whole team that that Jeff yeah. Moy did, and it's stunning. It mm-hmm. is really beautiful. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at his Mike Grell one as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, Mr. Grell's done those busts a lot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. All right, so I think that covers us sort of newsy wise. Yay! Um, all right, so <laughs> let's get into this issue. I guess you're lucky I don't know any newsies musicals because that was a perfect subject <laughs> for that. I probably know it better than you do, and it's not saying oh, much. They do. Yeah. Um, so, Legion of Superheroes number 243. Yeah, it's a short one compared to the ones we've been doing. It really is. Um, so this one is September of 1978, and we have Grell back on the cover. Yeah, th- this may be his last one, I guess, or yeah. last one for a while. Might be. Might I don't be. know. I don't know. Never um, say never. No, well, obviously. Maybe we'll announce Mike Grell doing Legion covers. No no story, just Legion covers. I would so be there for that. <laughs> yeah. Because as usual, they'll they'll have the cover thing sorted out before they have anything inside sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, something significant here. Yeah. In a far flung galaxy, the Legion battles to save the universe, but only the Legion of Substitute Heroes can save Earth. Look how skinny Chlorophyll Kid is. Well, this was before Giffen got a hold of him and oh, made it all long before. Ha, ha, yes. ha, ha, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Chlorophyll Kid was skinny in Great Darkness Saga. Yes, he and was. Then, You're absolutely right. And then he ate all the Twinkies. And... <laughs> all right. So we got um, Superboy knocking uh, the block off of Iron Man. and um... <laughs> Poor Tony Stark. <laughs> Come on. Someone was thinking of it. Yeah. Um... And you got uh, wildfire and some, uh, you know, some boys melting one, wildfires blasting one, uh, Monel's punching one out, and uh, and cause is, uh, well, I think it's supposed to be magnetic powers, but this is before they'd sort of settled on the ri- the concentric rings as the symbol yeah. for his powers. Yeah, what and, it was supposed to look like. Yeah, totally. So it looks I a think little that, bit more I think it was like actually Rod. a Giffen invention, wasn't it? That that was what his powers looked like. Very well, very well might have been. Um, I, I think we just didn't get any kind of radiation symbol or you know you know what i mean like uh yeah some sort of uh beam type thing from uh uh anyone else sort of in between there although we'll 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 see that when we will as we get there well i mean when you have all these guys shooting off beams and they are they're all yellow or red you know you've got to distinguish i guess at some point so exactly no absolutely. just like you have to do with the characters with hey starboy's got a beard and a hairy chest now who knew mm-hmm. so yeah exactly so um so we get into this one, and uh, and this story will be brought to us by Paul Levitt's writer, Joe Staten, and Jack Abel are the artists. Corey Adams is the colorist. Gene Simek is the letterer, and uh, Alan Milgram is the editor. Um, so yeah, we 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 open with uh, with basically an internal monologue of uh, of Schwann. Um, 
as she watches the Legion on the monitors, and uh, she's on Weber's world. Mm-hmm. Um, in space near Earth, blah, blah, blah. I, I, don't, I don't think she's on Weber's no, world. No, she's in her little ship, though, isn't she? Or is or she in it? I think she might still be at Legion headquarters where they left her. We'll, oh, we'll find out. goodness, yes, yes. You're, you know what? You're right. She's in that. She's in the mission monitor room. So um, yeah, I came here to Legion headquarters. Yes. All right. So she's watching as the Legion is doing their thing out on Weber's world. We've got Wildfire and his comrades attempting to guard a conference between the United Planets and the Dominators, a meeting that may circumvent a war. And uh, Superboy has learned that the two wars may in fact be one. Oh no. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is the uh, you know the Coons are uh, fighting near Earth. And, uh, and so Schwann's looking at this and she said, if, she, you know, it's enough to drive, uh, to drive watching science police officer Schwann Aaron insane. If she knew that she ho- alone holds the answer to the riddle of why it's all happening at once. She says, this is crazy. <laughs> it is. Here's my number. Call, no, um, Call me. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, she says, I came here to Legion headquarters to deliver a message from the science police chief, and before I could even say anything, everything went wild. First, Wildfire, Monel, Ultra Boy, and Dawnstar were sent off to Weber's World to guard that conference. Then the resource raiders struck, and the Legionnaires discovered that a Kund invasion was en route. Ah, uh, yes, exposition. All um, the Kunds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Now the Legionnaires think the Coons are being controlled from Weber's world and the Coons are about to land on Earth in force. And I still haven't been able to deliver my message. All the Legionnaires are off somewhere, either with Wildfire on Weber's world or with Superboy in space or looking for help on Earth. Or like Tyrock, off on some mysterious detached duty. (laughs) She said duty. Well, she thought duty. (laughs) And she also talked about Tyrock. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, take a drink, people. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Clanga, langa, langa. Um, and none of them here to help. Um, the monitoring computers keep recording the Legion activities, and I probably know more about what's going on than anyone. Huh? It's true. Um, but it won't do anyone any good if Earth's space defenses keep getting smashed. Well, my question is, where are the girl Legionnaires still having their night off? I mean... Well, I... Again, except for that, Dawnstar. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're they are sorely lacking on women legionnaires in the story right now. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, Paul, Paul, Mm-mm. what? Go ahead. <laughs> Not you, Paul. Levitt's Paul. Ah, yes. Other Paul. So confused. <laughs> um, she said, "Well, it's obvious that the last thing I'm needed for is to tell the legionnaires that one of their old foes has escaped imprisonment." Ah. Um. Whether the chief likes it or not, I'm grabbing the first fighter and clearing ether and clearing ether into space. Maybe I can help hold off the Kuns until help arrives. Hmm. It's still kind of crazy, though. There it is. Uh-huh. And here's my number. Um, <laughs> Call me Jan. Baby. <laughs> um, everything started happening the instant I came to tell uh, the Legionnaires about that escape. Just like somebody planned it that way. But that's impossible. Hmm? Me fail English? That that's impossible. Yeah, perhaps it is. Perhaps nothing is impossible. For the exact moment that Officer Schwan Aaron has chosen to leave is once again a critical moment. Even as she closes the outer door of the headquarters complex, the Dominators are about <laughs> to open the outer door of their craft and emerge for the conference. An event that is not being viewed through the cold and impartial eye of a Legion monitor, but through the amplified optics of an ultra-modern sniper scope. Oh, no. Oh, no! 
And where there are sniper scopes, there are usually snipers and mini-nukes that 30th century science has created for their use. Hmm. A small self-propelled nuclear device capable of adjustment so that they can destroy anything from a city block to a single starship or the chance for peace in the galaxy. And uh, so we see the Legionnaires. Legionnaires missiles heading for the Dominators from the upper gallery. Checked on Star Monel Ultra Boy. Let's go. One whirlwind coming up, Fearless Leader, and they start spinning around. And that should be enough to knock the nukes off course, assisted, of course, by a little well-placed ultra strength where needed. And uh, he says, glad I was here in time to help, after narrowly being av- avoiding being crushed last issue. Um, hmm. Oops. Hang on. There we go. All right, so come wildfire. While my mutant tracking powers will not help me planet side, and um, Monel says it only takes common sense to figure out where the missiles came from. Gotcha, Donnie. Let's go. So off they go. She says, and there's uh, two guys that look a lot like versions of Booster Gold. Um, well, I actually think they're the uh, the the gay assassins that were in. Um, was a vigilante for a while. Was it? I'll look them up. It, it, yeah. This is a deep cut into who's yeah. who. At some point, but I want to say Gunner and Sarge, but that's not right because Gunner and Sarge were losers. But I, there were these two assassins, and this reminds me of them. I think you read a lot more Vigilante like, than I did. I, I, I probably did yeah. actually. That's a big Titans fan, you know. Yeah, and I that one that one I never picked up, and. Um, well, I kind of ended up with like the first five. Or, well, I got the first five or six issues, and then the last two. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, or not? No, the, the 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 penultimate issue, but not the last one. So I actually missed the, you know, the big part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. I was very confused by a different guy as vigilante and wait and chases a judge. What? Um, hmm. Anyway, so. She sees them and uh, and says no, and he says I see them, Donnie. And she goes, No, Wildfire, you mustn't. A burst of your energy that powerful could kill them. And it's like he hasn't done anything. Anything yet? Damn, Quinn nagging down, him. Oh. He says, uh, he says, don't worry so much. You know, she she's uh, yeah. Uh, he says, don't worry so much, Donnie. I know how to control my energy bursts. I'm just forming a cage. What? That's something I've he never really seen him do that before. So and and you never will again. <laughs> That's so true. Um, what they're jumping through it unharmed. Well, this is why he's like it didn't work, so I'm never gonna do it again. Uh, even though the energy level is high enough to knock them out cold. He says, "Was the cage too weak? The energy too thin?" It's like get off his back, Donnie. God, God, woman. It's- he says, I told you, Donnie, I can control my powers. And she says, so you say. Hmm. But it's oh, still I. No, she shall... didn't. Seriously. like, oh. uh, But it is still I who shall bring the fleeing beast to the ground. See, Wildfire, I have them already. Impossible. Huh. My hands are going right through their bodies. Oh, oh, oh sorry. You me. have them? Is that, what, is that what you have, Donnie? Nah, oh, no, you that. don't. Don't oh, be wait. mean. Don't mm-hmm. be mean to Donnie mm-hmm. now. Stop it. Hey. Look what she she's getting all up in uh <laughs> in her man's business, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Eh, maybe. Mm. Mm. Um she says now they're vanishing. Wildfire, what's going on here? Oh, yes. What indeed? 
Um, a question but, others yeah, are asking as well. This is absurd. We can't say the Dominators. We came here to hold a peace conference, not to serve as targets for your weapons. And then Ontier gets in. Ontier. <laughs> jerk. You bastard. Freaking bastard. I am Ontier, sir, Dominator. And being security chief, I assure you this violence is not our doing. Oh, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I've been listening. Yeah. I've been paying attention. Um, <laughs> Relnick says our people have been endangered by similar threats: a bombing, a collapsing bridge. And uh, Ontier says, "Indeed, Ambassador Relnick speaks the truth. Weber's world seems to be under siege. Ever since these legionnaires have arrived." And Monel's like, oh, slow down, son. You know, he's and they, <laughs> slow and, your roll. Yeah, slow your and the do- and uh, and the dominators are saying, yes, we know these legionnaires and have reason to trust them. I'm sorry, is that a dominator? <laughs> mm. Um, and what's interesting here is like this is before they got the big teeth, and so they've got like um, it really looks more like a sort of a round um, mouthpiece, basically. Ah. Anyway, um, which we cannot say of you, Ambassador. Tell us, Monel, is there danger here? And uh, Wildfire says, you better believe there is, but it's not just dangerous for you, Dominator. He says, this planet seems to be full of disappearing people and weapons that shouldn't exist outside of our, uh, our United Planets arsenals. Weapons, says Donnie, that have been turned on all of us. And uh, the Dominator says, so someone is trying to set us both to war. But there could be a million worlds that would benefit uh, or would think they would be- they might benefit that way. And I said, well, this one's juggling, juggling another war too, friend Dominator, because whoever's playing games with this planet is also running an invasion of Earth long distance. And while mm. I wouldn't want to guess why anyone would want to play three-cornered terror, we've got good reason to believe that individual is standing right here in this crowd. Uh-oh. Explain yourselves, Legionnaires. Yeah, so this is um, who we got coming in here. We got uh, Colossal Boy, Superboy. Sunboy uh, Sun and Elma Lad, I Elma think. Lad. Yep. Um, explain yourself, Legionnaires. You speak in riddles and unanswered questions. And Superboy says, okay, here's the situation. First, the Coons are busy attacking Earth even as we speak. But their warlord is just a puppet. A puppet being controlled by a light year's long string... A string, a hyperbeam that we trace back here to Weber's world, which means someone here is trying to disrupt this conference and start a galaxy-wide war between three races. Mm. So that is the reason for our strange problems. Yep, and now we can split into teams to track down the mysterious puppet master and aid the Earth defense. No, we are willing to take what you say on faith, Superboy, and stay with the negotiations. These aren't real dominators. No, no, they're not. No. Uh, but if you wish us to stay, you legionnaires must stay as well. We will not be left here at the mercy of an unknown assailant and the uncertain aid of United Planets personnel. While we regret the possible consequence, we are afraid that your Earth will have to find other defenders. Like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, yeah, Luke yeah, Cage, yeah. and Iron Fist? That'd yeah, be fun. pretty much, yeah. <laughs> On a subway? Yeah. On a subway, drinking, like you do. Yep. Uh, defenders who would best appear within the next few hours for the surviving United Planets crafts that still guard Earth are swiftly being blast- blasted apart. Excellent. We have reduced their extraterrestrial def- defenses to a minimum, says the uh, old-school Klingon version of the Kund. Um, Remember when Klingons wore, wore the uh, golden A? Because that was just fashionable. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, before, uh, like, like, you know, old-school old, old, school, uh, Klingons. old yeah. school Klingons. Old-school Klingons, yeah. yeah. Um... 
Don't rejoice. Superboy and some Legionnaires were here on our world, and they seem to have destroyed Garlack's mind, as well as much of the equipment with which we might have aided you in the invasion itself. Don't worry, my new warlord. Our fleet shall not disappoint you. We have taken the best starships that Earth could throw at us and beaten them. And now we shall take Earth itself. Not on this dive, apparently, for even as the Kundish shifts, uh, ships approach the atmosphere, a massive star cruiser swoops in and disrupts their flight. A, a cruiser with the distinctive design of a Legion craft. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Using tractor and presser beams to push the Kundish ships and its own force field as a, la a last repellent, the Legion ship serves as a blocking point, bringing the Kundish commander to his boiling point. The Legionnaires were supposed to be all to all be off-world. What's happening? Has all our careful planning come to this? Uh. And we, uh, we get the team coming out. We've got um, uh, Chameleon Boy. We've got Bustier Lad. That's right. Uh, uh, Cosmic Boy. Uh, we have Tomorrow Woman. Oh, no, sorry. That's Phantom Girl. Wait. That's not Tinya. Stop it. That's not Tinya. <laughs> I know she's wearing the outfit. It's not Tinya. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to milk this, kids. Oh, we're going to milk oh, this yeah. for all oh, yeah. its freaking worth. Yeah, we'll probably let this go one day. Never. Never. Um, um, and uh, no, the, Paul, sorry. Paul, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put Phantom Girl's costume on a girl who looks like Phantom Girl. We're gonna give her the same powers, but it's not Phantom Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I know my ditty is rusty, people, but seriously, at some point, that sentence had to be uttered. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and everyone went, okay. Yeah, we got uh, Projectress, Starboy, and Lightlast back there. And Starboy says, and remember, since we couldn't get help from the matriarchy, we're all the, the hope that Earth has left. What matriarchy? I guess Naltor? Yes. I guess? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where they've been. Because yeah. the, um, everybody but all the ladies but Violet were involved in that. Um, heist thing last issue. Oh yeah, but I, I don't even look. I, that's a, that was a filler story. I, 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 yeah, I, I think it's a, it was an untold tale of the Legionnaires. Yeah, I think I think place yeah. attempting to place that into the timeline continue into sort of the regular timeline continuity is uh, iffy. is iffy at yeah. best. Yeah, I would agree based upon this right here. Yeah, so we have Legionnaires, you know, fighting against the Kuns. Um, like they do. And again, we've got a different power signature for uh, for Cosmic Boy yet again. Uh, Tinya gets in into the guy's ship. Uh, covers his eyes. You know, yeah. It, and, um, you know, I'm expecting him to put a banana in the exhaust pipe. Um, <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Exactly. To quote Lieutenant Uhura, it has to have a tailpipe. So. <laughs> when did she say that? She said that in um, Undiscovered Country. Really? When they were when the uh, Klingon bird of prey could attack them without um, being uncloaked. That is fantastic. And, and they were taking a uh, beating, and she looks at Spock, and uh, I think Spock and McCoy or Spock and Kirk, and says, well, it's got to have a tailpipe. <laughs> and they went, awesome. of course. <laughs> and that's how they targeted the ship and blew it up. So. And then they, they put a banana in it, just like Axel they, Foley? They put a, a banana up the tailpipe. Yes, they did. <laughs> much, much like Axel Foley would. We're not paying royalties for that. Sorry. No, no. 
No, it wasn't even on key. No, no one's. Yeah, no one's gonna confuse it with the real deal. Um, <laughs> and because the legionnaires are bound by by one ironclad rule that may ensure their defeat, no legionnaire may take the life of any sentient being. And Dream Girl says it's hopeless, Violet. There is no way they can stop that many ships. And she says, "I'm afraid you're right, Dream Girl. But please don't use your don't use your prophetic powers to make sure. I'd still rather have hope." Hmm. Um. Uh, Cruiser, this is Princess Protector calling. Stand by for one of my illusions. I'm going to try and scare the Kuns right out of the solar system. And uh, the, the space monsters appear, and he's a space monster appearing out of nowhere. What insanity is this? Must be the work of one of the Legionnaires. Space a... monsters! Yeah. Uh, as such, it is made to be smashed. Ugh. Says one of the uh, space monsters. But the Kun's attack is even more successful than he'd bargained for, since the same illusion smashing charge has also collided with the creature in the form of, of Chameleon Boy, sending him into unconsciousness and ricocheting his form against Projectra to incapacitate her as well. With the fall of their comrades, the hopes of the rest of the Legionnaires fall, and even though they battle, they valiantly battle on using the unique forces at their commands. It is only a matter of seconds before the Kuns activate our energy repulsion system that sends those forces flying back to the Legionnaires. And I know now we've again, again, a diff, you know, the, the power signatures are all over the place. And yeah. now we've got Kirby Crackle coming out of Cosmic Boy. Um, well, like you do, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with explosive results. They've blasted Starboy and the others, Violet. We're the only ones left. Correction, you were the only ones left. Wow! Bam! Now no one at all stands between no the one's left and now. Earth. Um, all right, why don't you start with chapter two here? Sure, chapter two: hunt for a hyper beam. A uh, few starships venture out to the edge of the galaxy where the stars themselves thin out. Few have reason to, yet this starship makes the journey with the most compelling of reasons. It is a Legion craft, and its lone passenger is seeking aid for the Earth. And there's Brainiac 5. I wonder where he was. Yeah. And he's thinking to himself, the nerve of Element Lad. Oh, the nerve. He's livid. Oh, no. Uh, sending me to Weber's world as though I was useless. See if Wildfire can send help, Brainy, he said, as if an electronic message couldn't have done that. And now the Coons are landing their forces on Earth, and I'm stuck out here at the edge of nowhere watching. Well, if I can't do anything else, I might as well do what I came here for. Brainiac 5 to Wildfire. Come in, come in. Yes, Brainy? I'm six light years out from Weber's World Wildfire, and I'm heading in. Earth has already been overrun, so it's up to us now. Hold it. There's a black hole opening up in front of my ship, moving too quickly to break. I'm going. But the finish? The sentence is never finished, at least not in this universe. Oh, oh no. As the Legion, Legion cruiser disappears, the broadcasting devices within cease to function. And on Weber's world, Superboy, Monel, Brainiac just said something about a black hole, and then the monitor went blank as if he stopped transmitting or vanished. Focus your telescopic vision on the coordinates RF 349 72Y2. Check it out. Right. And then um, all the guys with the visions, including Ultra Boy, are doing that. Wildfire, are you sure those were the coordinates? Because if they were, Brainy's gone without a trace, not even a stray atom. So he can't have been disintegrated. And no teleport system works that quickly or that way. It's as though he disappeared by magic. What? Meanwhile, on Weber's world, in an artificial globe constructed maybe, as maybe a... He, maybe he just took off on a jet ski. He could have. <laughs> 
um, as a floating haven for diplomats and bureaucrats, and as such has countless conference rooms, one of which is about to house a very special conference. I trust you shall be comfortable here, sirs. I shall, of course, see that you are not disturbed, and I hope that when you emerge, it shall be with a final solution in mind. Oh, a final solution. Uh, we've heard those words before. Yeah. Thank you, Antir. And now, Dominator, shall we get this peace conference underway? As you wish, Ambassador Relnick. We are here because it has been the policy of the Dominion's present leaders to maintain peace at almost any cost. Yet the United Planet's encroachment of our sphere of influence has made that impossible. I think that's an unfair statement. Hmm. Unfair? Nothing is unfair in and of itself, Ambassador. We are here to speak of peace terms, not to weigh issues according to our various philosophies. And Ambassador Rodnick slams his fist down on the table. Ridiculous! If you won't consent to a discussion of the issues, this is a farce. And since I see no further purpose in to maintaining the illusion of this discussion, I think it is time it is ended. Wow. Ambassador mm -hmm. Rodnick getting his anger on. Yeah. Meanwhile, just outside the conference room, Legionnaires, I hope you are not here to disrupt the talks. You've got it on the first guess, Antir. We traced the hyperbeam, and it led right here to the conference room. I am sorry, but I cannot permit you to interfere at this stage. Perhaps later, now, Antir, then I shall have to ask the security robots to stop you, Wildfire. Hmm. Robots, don't make me laugh, Antir. Kachunk, this is the Legion, you know. Full Thum, take a drink. Close enough for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crunch and sizzle as Legionnaires make short work of the robots. Believe me, Antir, we've handled tougher robots without working up a sweat. I see. Then I suppose you will go right in, no matter what damage it may do to the negotiations. Exactly. If the mastermind who's destroying the Earth is in there, what? This is impossible. Yeah, then how come it happened, Antir? Everyone's got a shocked look on their face. I guess that's shocked for Antir. It's just like what happened to Bring Act 5. They've all vanished, and my microscopic vision can't even find a dust particle out of place, much less a hidden teleporter. And that means our only clue is gone. Mm. We have a war on our hands that may end civilization. We don't even have an idea of how to stop it. Uh-oh. Legion's mm -hmm. in trouble. Chapter 3. The Last Chance. These two guys are dressed like the Lord of Time from the JLA. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> one of the hardest things to do in the catalog of interstellar warfare is to conquer. A spacefaring world first. There are space fleets to be defeated or destroyed. And then there's the awesome task of landing an invasion force large enough to defeat the remaining armies of the planet. It's an almost impossible task, but it has been done more often than not by a race brutal enough to accept the billions of deaths that it inevitably costs. And now the coons are doing it to earth hmm. and they're landing that's what those those forces are the defense is valiant but useless science police officers use weapons designed to use on criminals um, against infinitely um, better armed warriors and sky cruisers designed for traffic control are blasted out of the air by diving battle wagons all in all it's a time which has earth crying for its heroes unaware that the legion of superheroes is helpless to answer leaving the legion of substitute heroes as earth's last line of defense originally mm. formed as a band of rejected legion applicants it is an organization which receives little recognition or praise although it has earned both a thousand times over 
Now, in the absence of the of the superheroes, they make one of their rare public forays. Their unexpected assistance raising the morale of Earth's defenders, even if it fails to substantially change the chances of victory. For as Nightgirl uses her super strength, which only functions in the absence of light, and Chlorophyll Kid exercises a control over plants, and Stoneboy serves as a barrier of last resort, the futility of their actions is swiftly made clear, for there is a reason why they were not accepted to the Legion of Superheroes. Their powers are simply too weak to serve them well. Oh, yeah. In fact, the best thing they have going for them is their courage. There, that should work, Color Kid says. I've changed the colors of the sky and ground in this area. <laughs> that will send two confused coon commanders crashing to, to the earth. Oh, Good work, enough. Color Kid. And that's Polar Boy. I've paralyzed another battalion by freezing them solid. And Fire Lad is taking out their tanks as fast as they land. And this is an error. Fire Lad does not shoot fire from his hands. No, exactly. He breathes fire, people. And Color Kid says... I can't believe it, Polar Boy. We're actually pushing the them b- b- back, and he gets uh, blasted from the back, as does uh, Fire Lad gets blasted from the front, and Polar Boy gets blasted from the side. <laughs> Only for a moment. The moment needed to bring up the weapons for the coons originally designed to work on the real Legionnaires. High-powered stun beams able to work through almost any countervailing force. And as the last of the substitute heroes falls, the Kuhn Force arrives at its ultimate destination, the Presidential Palace, seat of the United Planets government on Earth. Here, the UP Council meets to guide the destinies of worlds. And since it is a ceremonial citadel rather than one of true military power, it crumbles quickly under the Kuhn's attack. A message is sent to a far-off star and received. Earth is ours. And the new warlord of the planet called Kundia rejoices in his victory, if the victory can be called his at all. For now, he is as firmly under the control of the master of the hyperbeam as his predecessor was. Yes, lords, we have subdued the planet Earth. Only small pockets of resistance remain, but they shall soon be crushed. Then I shall reveal to my people why this has been done. And they shall know that it is not the coons that have conquered Earth, but the Dark Circle. Ooh. For a second, I thought he was going to say Ming the Merciless, because it sounds <laughs> like we need a dum 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 flash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Legion HQ, what the last remaining stem- Flash Gordon approaching. <laughs> Guest starring Hawkman of Freedom on Earth. It stands empty. All the Legion members are either off-world or in captivity. And now the Coons are coming to plunder its secrets. But as the Coon cruisers fly towards the tower, they suddenly strike a barrier even stronger than inertron steel. A force shield triggered by automatic defense circuits. The Legionnaires are fools if they think a force field can stop us. Just wait until the disruptor is in place. Then we'll turn that pest hole into ash. Pest hole, really? Okay. Perhaps perhaps not. It all depends. For within the headquarters, that unassuming alarm light still glows, revealing the secret of the invasion to any Legionnaire who might gaze at it. And while it is true that no Legionnaire stands within the force field, there are Legionnaires alive and free, and that means there's still a chance. A last chance, a small cruiser slipping between the patrolling dreadnoughts of the Coon fleet. A cruiser that has rushed to Earth from a distant world known best as a vacation paradise. A cruiser that contains not Legionnaires, but the next best thing. The two couples who retired with honor from the Legion when they married. Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, Bouncing Boy, and Duo Damsel. While vacationing on the planet designated R-K528, the news arrived from Earth, and they flew into action only seconds later. What's the scoop, Lightning Lad? Will we make it? Bouncing Boy says. 
No problem here. The coons aren't expecting any hostile craft, especially not our size. I'll have us slip through their lines in minutes. Then we have problems, like how the four of us can take on the largest army I've ever seen in free Earth. But we can cross that bridge when we come to it, and I'm sure we will cross it or die trying. Next issue. Learn what happened to the disappearing diplomats. Watch four heroes face off against a planet. See if you can unravel the riddle of the dark circle that crushed the Earth. All the clues you need are in this issue. Be there July 20th. So there we, we go. wait a whole year and a week. Wow. Yeah. Ne- nearly 40 years ago this one came out. And, uh, mm. yeah. So there we go. Ah. No extra stuff in there. Okay. Yep. So, but, yeah. So big deal stuff going on. And um, we're going to have a little break from Earth War next week because we've mentioned all the hoopty who I've got vacation Darren's moving and uh, so we will we will be getting back to uh, uh, the next parts of Earth War uh, soon but you'll have a soon, break yeah next week yeah but next uh, week I think, I think you're you're planning a Superboy there will be a Superboy yeah um, pictures of Superman as a boy as they are exactly so interesting start for Staten's uh, work this is a little more cartoonish than we're used to him but although this kind of is very similar to what he was doing around around this time with uh, mm-hmm. E-Man yep if, you, True. if anyone remembers that book and uh, and uh, so a little more cartoony than than what he would do sort of in subsequent issues you know when, especially when you get into the 250s and uh, and that sort of thing but Agreed. nice but, nice, to, nice to see Lightning Lad and uh, Saturn Girl and Bouncing Boy and Duel Damsel making an appearance again. Mm-hmm. Well, it so. was time, right? Yeah. Hey, your reservist. Time to get there, you know? Exactly. So, And nice to see the subs, uh, even if there were some dodgy uh, power usage and that sort of thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. Yeah, well, you know. And, you know, I live uh, still with the bouffant. Uh, good grief. Well, hey, yeah. you know. Like you do. Like you do, sir. Like you do. All right. So uh, so let's wrap this one up. Cool uh, beans. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You're joining the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week. Moving on up!